Here we are, 25 years. Can you believe it? 25 years, just like that. But how many of you know there is still so much to believe for? So much to believe for. No matter where you're at, no matter what location you're at, no matter where you're at in life, can I encourage you, as we're singing this morning, surely goodness and mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. Can I encourage you, there is still so much more. We go from strength to strength, glory to glory. In Christ, it gets better and better. Last night, we had a wonderful time of celebration. It really was incredible. If you were here, you were here and you know how great it was. If you weren't here, you missed out. But the great thing is in five years time, we'll be celebrating 30 years. Praise God. So put that in your calendar, get yourself ready. It's going to be incredible. We, we celebrated last night some of what, I say some of what, because we don't actually get, we're never going to get to celebrate at all. So we celebrated last night some of the people, some of the goodness of God, some of what we've seen, some of what has been accomplished over the last 25 years. But the, the truth is, we really don't have time. Time. How long would it take for us to take the time to thank God for everything that He's done? How long is that going to take? How long will it take for us to take the time to thank every person that has contributed? We wouldn't be able to do it appropriately. Neither do I actually believe that we really understand what God has done in totality. I don't believe we we understand what God has done in the last 25 years. Neither do Georgie and I believe that we understand what you have all done over that 25-year period. The service, the sacrifice, the giving, the loving, the encouraging that you have done amongst yourselves, which we are so thankful for because it's you that makes Enjoy Church, Enjoy Church. So why don't you give yourselves a hand, no matter what location you're in, location you're in just say thank you to each other. We are a great church because you are a great people. That's how it works at the end of the day. I said to Georgia the other day, I said, hey, baby, why don't we, why don't we take some time and write down all our blessings, write down all the benefits? You know, it says, the scripture says, do not forget all his benefits. Don't forget all his benefits. What does that mean? It means you've got to think about it for a minute. Pon- <coughs> excuse me, ponder it for a minute. I, I-, I reckon it'd be great for Georgia and I just to sit and begin to write down. I've got a feeling we'd be there for a whole day and we would have just got started. Just got started. But just let me say thanks again to everybody. Uh, it's like, how many times are you going to thank us over the next six months? Well, I don't know how many times I'll say thank you, but I don't think it'll be enough. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you to all of you that are practicing the ABCs, because how many of you know that's what makes us a healthy church at the end of the day? We continue to come to church. We're in a friendship group. We're serving somewhere in the house of the Lord. We want to say thank you to all of you. As it goes in Scripture, uh, is in reality, as it goes in life, and in so much of the kingdom of God, as it goes in Scripture, is in reality as it goes in life. Sometimes I think we read the Word and we think it's like an optional set of extras or it's like we know God, then we have the Word and we'll take what we want to take, we leave what we want to leave. Friends, I want to encourage you, don't go doing that. Don't be living like that. Embrace the Word of God. Take hold of the Word of God. Understand that this is your Word for life. This is your roadmap for life. <coughs> it's like, how many of you remember, how many of you are old enough to remember a thing called Melways? Remember Melways? As in, okay, for the younger generation, before you had Google, okay, there was a thing called a map. All right, maps on Google came from the maps that were in Malways. Malways is going to teach you how to get around town, but how many of you know the Bible is going to teach you how to go through life? Going to teach you how to go through life. We need to be a people of the Word. 
In the Old Testament, we'd see families and kingdoms try to work out the heart of God and the working of His ways. We'd see kings do well, praise God. We'd see kingdoms established. Then we'd see pride come into the hearts of God's people and those kingdoms, as quickly as they went up, they would come tumbling down. In the New Testament, we see the birth of the church. How many of you love the church? I gotta tell you, I love the church. I'm a local church guy. I thank God we don't need to go to Cambodia. We just send the right people to Cambodia and the church is birthed. That's how it works. It's like, this is church. You aren't church. We are the church. I love the church. In the New Testament, we see the birth of the church. In Matthew 16, verse 18, Jesus said, and I also also say to you, that you are Peter and on this rock I will build my church and the gates of Hades or the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. In other words, we're going to come. We're coming. We're coming for you. We're coming to a town near you, a city near you, a nation near you. How many of you know the church is moving forward and no gate from hell is going to stop the church from laying hold of everything that God has got for us to lay hold of? This is the same church that Jacob dreamt of and spoke about in Genesis 28 verse 17. It says here, he was afraid and said, how awesome is this place? You know, you hear me talk about how much I love the church all the time. I love the church because I love the church. I have a revelation of who we are, who you are. And it's like, this is exactly what's happening here. Jacob wakes up because he's had a sleep. And in that sleep, he had a revelation. He had a dream about how awesome the house of God is. How awesome is this place, he says. This is none other than the house of God. This is the gate of heaven. How many of you know on earth, this is where heaven touches down? Praise God. Is there anyone awake this morning? How many of you know this is actually where heaven touches down? That's why I love coming to church. That's why we need to bring our friends to church. That's why we need to bring the sick to church. That's why we need to bring the lonely to church. That's why we need to bring anybody and everyone we can because there's something supernatural and super special about this house. Now, when I say this house, I'm talking about the church, the wider church, the broad church, the big church. It doesn't matter. Preaching Jesus Christ, Him crucified, where the Holy Spirit is welcome and the Word of God is preached. We need to bring people to that place, that place, that they might encounter in heaven and encounter God for themselves. I love the church. The truth is Jesus is still building His church and it's still an awesome church. Today, all over the world, Jesus is building churches that truly are gateways to heaven. The gateways to heaven. It's like, got to get people into the gateway. And unfortunately, we also have churches, and I'm not I'm not criticizing anyone with his statement, but this is the truth. Unfortunately, we also have churches that are tumbling tumbling down for all sorts of reasons. So now here we are. Twenty-five years in. All right, so we're no longer teenagers. We're we're now young adults in Christ. We're twenty-five years into our story. And I w- I would think largely, largely. The enjoy story is a great story. I don't believe for a minute it's a perfect story. I'm not claiming that. We are not a perfect family. How many of you know? Well, we're family. And I don't know, I don't know any families that are perfect. We are not a perfect family, but I would think at large the enjoy story is actually a great story. But this one thing I know in the twinkling of an eye, in the blink of an eye, we're going to be celebrating our 30th anniversary. Then we're going to be celebrating our 40th anniversary. 
And then shortly after that, we're going to celebrate our 50th anniversary. But as we look to the future, this is what I want to ask you today. How can we, how can we be sure and certain that our future will be as strong and as glorifying of Christ as it has been in the past? All as we know is to hear. But as we look now to the future, how can we be sure? Locations everywhere. How can we be sure? Enjoy is everywhere. How can we be sure that what we're going to build from here is going to be as strong as, and as glorifying of Christ as it has been in the past? In 2 Kings chapter 20, reading from verse 14, it says, Then Isaiah the prophet went to King Hezekiah and asked him, What did those men want? Where were they from? Hezekiah replied, they came from the distant land of Babylon. What did they see in your palace? Isaiah asked. They saw everything, Hezekiah replied. I showed them everything I own, all my treasures. Then Isaiah said to Hezekiah, listen to this message from the Lord. The time is coming when everything you have, all the treasures stored up by your ancestors will be carried off to Babylon. Nothing will be left, says the Lord. Some of your own descendants will be taken away into exile. They will become eunuchs who will serve in the palace of the Babylonians' kings. Then Hezekiah said to Isaiah, This message you have given me from the Lord is good. What the heck? Did you not hear what the prophet said? This message you have given me from the Lord is good. But the king was thinking, "At at least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Huh. Well, one of the interesting realities of this story is Hezekiah was actually one of the good kings. He's actually one of the good guys. How many of you are aware of that today? If you know your, your Bible history and you know the kings, you know there was good kings and there were bad kings. Some kings honoured the Lord. Some kings, well, they didn't honour the Lord with their life. But Hezekiah was actually one of the good guys. He really did love the Lord and he loved to serve the Lord, which is, we commend that. Second Chronicles 31 from verse 20 says, this is what Hezekiah did throughout Judah, doing what was good and right and faithful before the Lord his God. In everything that he undertook in the service of God's temple and in obedience to the law and the commands, he sought his God and worked wholeheartedly. What did he do? He sought his God. And he worked wholeheartedly. And so he prospered. Praise God. I love that. And so he prospered. There's a key there for all of us. How many of you want to prosper in life? You want to prosper in life? That's the key. You can read it for yourself. He he sought the Lord and he worked wholeheartedly for God. As a result, he prospered. And yet in the end, two things, two things brought him and those that he led undone. And we're going to focus on them today. And it might sound strange that we're focusing on a negative, but I'm hoping out of the negative, we can take the positive and move forward into all that God has got for for us. The first thing that he allowed was pride to enter into his heart. How many of you know pride is not necessarily a good thing? I know there's lots of banners out there and rainbows out there and pride things out there. And and the world is lifting up pride like this is something to be elevated in our society. But pride is never good in the eyes of God. Pride is never good in the eyes of God. The first thing that Hezekiah, who was a good guy, allowed into his heart was pride. Proverbs 18 verse 12 says, Before his downfall, a man's heart is proud. 
But humility comes before honour. Proverbs chapter 16 verse 18 said, Pride goes before destruction and haughtiness before a fall. Something in Hezekiah's heart had shifted along the way. I do think it's interesting that so many of us in life, we're in the beginning of our life, when we come to Christ, we're, we're hungry for God. We seek the Lord. We're, we're really curious as to what God is wanting. We seek out His direction. We're, we're hungry, hungry, hungry. But then as, as, as things are added to us, as success comes our way, as God begins to elevate us, all of a sudden the appetite, that hunger, that desire for the will and the ways of God begins to just, just, just simmer a little bit. How many of you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. That, that first love, that first passion, it, it seems to fade away a little bit. While, while this man, Hezekiah, this king, had always been careful, considered, conservative, consistent, and measured in his life before the Lord, something shifted and he thought that he could brag on the treasure, brag on his treasure, brag on his wealth, And he lost sight of the fact that the treasure that he enjoyed was actually treasure from heaven. It was a gift given to him from God. It was a blessing of God upon him. He sought the Lord. He worked wholeheartedly for God. And as a result, he prospered. But then he gets to a point in life where he's thinking, well, this is actually about me. Look what I've done. Look what we've done. How great are we? Then they would sing that song, how great I am. No, that's another one. It's like, it's like, how many of you know we are not great? God is great. How many of you know we are not worthy to be praised? He is worthy to be praised. And it's like, we've got to make sure we keep God in His rightful place. Ah, rightful place. Church, let's keep our hearts, our gratitude and our thankfulness for the Lord. You've heard us thank you and we will thank you over and over and over. But it's always under the Lordship of Christ. Always under the Lordship of Christ. We, we, we've been asked for the last 25 years, what is the secret of Enjoy Church? Well, I always say the same thing. I've only got two, I've only got, and I, what they're looking for is the, the 15 points to building a great church. I don't have 15 points. I understand this. God is great and greatly to be praised. We have a God who's poured out His grace over and over and over. We have a God who's poured out His goodness over and over and over. So I always point to God first and then I say, and under that, George and I are surrounded by incredible people. We have an incredible team. That's it. And it's like, but what's the secret? <laughs> that is the secret. We just love God and we love people and we try to do it with integrity. That's, we don't have anything else. Uh, so let's keep our hearts. Let's keep our gratitude and our thankfulness for the Lord and for the Lord alone. And let's make sure, just like Paul, that if we boast, we boast in the Lord. Yeah. I say if we boast. We don't need to, but if we do boast, let's boast in the Lord. Let's celebrate the goodness of God. Second Corinthians ten seventeen, as the scriptures say, the person who uh, wishes to boast should boast only of what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the anyway. You know what I'm saying? Praise God. The second service they sing with me. I'd reckon Melton would sing with me, and Adelaide would sing with me. Cambodia, I'd have to learn another language anyway, but it'll all be good. Let's boast in the Lord. Let's boast in what God has done. Psalm chapter 34, verse 2. 
I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are discouraged take heart. I will boast only in the Lord. Let all who are discouraged take heart. I will boast in the Lord. I'm going to boast in the Lord before you. I'm going to boast in the Lord around you. And it's like, but I'm discouraged. That's why you need me to come into your life and boast in the Lord. That's why you need each other to boast in the Lord. That's why you need to encourage each other in Christ. Husbands and wives encourage you. Mums and dads encourage your children. Children encourage your parents. We need to boast in the Lord so that all who are discouraged might take heart. Second Corinthians 11.30 says, if I must boast, if I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness, my weakness. Uh, friends, can I encourage you? Let's not be, let's not get too enthusiastic about how great we think we are. As in, what does the Bible say? It says, have, have, a, have sober judgment. Consider, consider yourself wisely. Don't, like, don't, be, don't, don't, don't be thinking you are greater than you are, but with sober judgment. Some people are drunk on themselves. Look what I've done. Look what we've done. It's like, no, 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 no. Look what the Lord has done. Look what the Lord has done. I know who I am. I'm a carpenter and Georgie is a receptionist. A stinking hot receptionist. Praise God. That won my heart. Praise God. It's like, I love this girl. She loves me. We're like most people in here. We are not that special. But we do love the Lord. And we do love you. And if you will love the Lord and you will love each other, how many of you know God can use you? We, we, can, we can actually boast in our weaknesses because in our weaknesses it glorifies Jesus. When we, when we, when we understand who we are, we actually elevate Christ. Huh. Praise God. The moment I begin to think, I've done this, or the moment we begin to think, we've done this, brace yourself because it's all about to come tumbling down. And I don't want it to come tumbling down and neither do you because we want to build a house that brings glory to Jesus Christ. Praise God. The second thing that we can learn from Hezekiah's life is that he wasn't a man who was thinking generationally. He was not a man who was thinking generationally. I want to encourage all of our locations because I'm here and most of the time we're here a lot of the time. And, and, but I want to encourage every location pastor. I want to encourage every pastor across the life of Enjoy. I want to encourage every friendship group leader, every uh, department leader, be thinking generationally. When Isaiah said to Hezekiah that in the future, people are going to come to your kingdom. They're going to take away all your treasure. They're going to take away your children to Babylon. And some of those children are going to become slaves. And some of your sons are going to become eunuchs. Now, if I was a father, <laughs> how many fathers do we have in the house? How many mothers do we have in the house? How many sons or daughters do we have in the house? All right, that's all of us. If you don't know, that's you. All right, because you were, whatever. All right, so here's the thing. Here's the thing. Wouldn't you freak if you heard that about your children in the future? That they were going to be made eunuchs? They're going to be made slaves, that's bad. But they're also going to be made eunuchs? And yet when Hezekiah hears this, who is a good king, but when he hears it, he says in 2 Kings chapter 20, verse 19, this message you have given me from the Lord is good. That's why he's good. But the king was thinking, at least there will be peace and security during my lifetime. Hezekiah, have you lost your mind? <laughs> have, have you lost it completely? Hezekiah, pride has blinded your heart. You're not seeing like you should be seeing. You're not hearing like you should be hearing. In Acts chapter 2, verse 39, Peter said, as the church was being birthed, 
The promise is for you and your children. For you and your children. For you and your children. And for all who are far off. For all whom the Lord our God will call. One of the greatest reasons, one of the greatest reasons that we need to reject pride at every level and remain humble is because when pride enters our heart, our faith journey becomes all about us. It's all about us. You know, coming back in, this is off script for a minute. Coming back in, I find myself now in an interesting tension because I've run maybe a little harder than I should have for 24 years. Came into my 25th and got a bit singed. So it's just easy just to, let's not look too far out there. The problem with that though, is when I'm not living by vision. Without a vision, people perish. Because all we want to do is become secure and look after what we have. That's not the heart of God. I need to be looking not just to... Uh, my generation and the next generation, but the next generation. We need to be a generational people that are thinking it's not actually about us. Not about us. I'm always concerned when, when people my age and older come in and they say the music's a bit loud and I'm like, heck yes, it is. Praise God. And let's turn it up. Why do we, why, why is the music loud? Because the music isn't for my generation, it's for the next generation and the next generation. And it's like, it's just a vehicle. That's why I'll, I'll put things in my ears. I'll wear earmuffs, I'll do whatever. Mick and I drive down the fairway on the golf cart and it's like, we're both going like, what do you say? What do you say? Between power tools and whatever, it's more the power tools than shotguns and whatever. But it's like, it's like, I don't care about that. I care about getting people into heaven. I need to reach the next generation. I don't want to build a church that's about me or you or this generation, but it's for the future generations. You look around and enjoy church. How many of our locations now are being led by people that went through empire? How many? 15 locations. You look at how many of those came through Empire. All those little rabbits over there that would trash the joint and put holes in the walls. Now they're ringing up me up complaining because their youth groups are putting holes in their walls, wrecking their carpet. I'm like, suck eggs. Praise God. Be careful what you pray for. You sowed it. Now you're reaping it. That's how it works in the house of God. <clears throat> you know, when our, when our grandbabies come across and trash the place, we love it. We love it most of the time. We love it. We love it. There's life. We're not saying, no, 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 no. Don't let them in the house. They're going to mess it up. Praise God if they mess it up. We want life. We want generations to grow in the house of God. Anyway, that was left. You get that for free today. We don't want to be a church that's thinking and has a faith that's all about us. When our faith journey becomes all about us to the next generation, will be taken captive by the evil one and they'll never enjoy the blessing and the fruitfulness of multiplication. I promise you, we need to get this. Now, I'm going to say that again because some of you missed it first time around. So let me say it again. When our faith journey becomes all about us, all about us, the next generation will be taken captive by the evil one and they'll never enjoy the blessing and fruitfulness of multiplication. Parents, can I encourage you, bring your children to church every Sunday, every Sunday. Every Sunday, 
every Sunday. You're like, you're legalistic. No, I'm smart. Praise God. You, you thank God for that later, right? I'm smart. It's like the reason, the reason our kids get the teenagers and then 20 something and they don't want to be in the house of God is often because we've taught them that the house of God really isn't that important. If we go every second week, every third week, every fourth week, well, that's enough. We're keeping in touch with God. I don't want to keep my children in touch with God. I want them to be leaders in the kingdom of God. I want them to be disciples of Jesus Christ. I want them to step out into the world and take it by force. Take it by force. Here they come. Look out, the church is coming. I want them to be fruitful and I want them to multiply in the natural and in the spiritual. So now we come out to celebrate our first 25 years. Thank you. Congratulations. Happy birthday. We're here. We rejoice. We celebrate. We give God praise for all that he's done and all that we have seen within our first chapter. But now we're getting ready. We're all getting ready. Every location, we're getting ready. We are preparing, preparing ourselves, preparing our hearts to lay hold of our next chapter. Next chapter. I honestly believe this for many of you, for enjoyers everywhere, every location. Some of you need to hear this in your spirit. I got it in my spirit. I was out playing golf on Thursday afternoon, Steve Kennedy, and and our cart got hit by a golf ball. It's like, what? Your cart got hit by a golf ball? Yeah, how many of you know it's uncool to be on a golf uh, golf course and get hit by a stray golf ball? Well, this guy, he came scooting up. He was looking a little bit nervous as he came up because it's very uncool to hit someone's golf ball. As he got to within about 10 metres, I realised it was my friend Dustin. Dustin Martin. Dusty. What would he be? Greatest footballer in the last 20 years, 30 years? Richmond? And I'm like, man, you hit our, you hit our golf cart. Can I get a photo? <laughs> He's like, absolutely. As in, he was honoured, praise God. Stop it. You might think I'm crazy. It's not a song. It is a song, but whatever. You might think I'm crazy. I saw that as the hand of God. Now, some of you would be like, why would you see that as the hand of God? When was the last time Dustin Martin who is who he is in your football team, hit a ball that hit your golf cart. When does that happen? Peter Scapillianus, when does that happen? Never. It never happens. It happened. We chatted, we talked, and I drove away and I thought, Lord, we're turning a page. We're about to turn 25, but it's not just about a page turning. We're stepping into a new chapter. I believe there are men and women all over this room and you are in need of a new chapter, not just the turning of a page. We've, we've turned pages for 25 years, 24. We're about to turn into a brand new chapter. And I believe from the West to Melton to the East to the other states to the other countries that we are represented in, all over the world, enjoyers everywhere are going to step into a brand new chapter, a brand new chapter. I want to pray for everybody. And before, we, before I do that, I want everyone out there to know this is what we're going to do here. I'm going to pray first, before I pray for the new chapter, I want to pray for every man and woman in this room that wants to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. So if you're out there today, I want to hand right now, 
back to all the locations. So location passes, locations everywhere. God bless you today. Have a great day. Happy 25th. We'll see you real, real soon. Can we give it up for everybody as they leave right now?